Previously on the real magic users of Bastalone. Previously on Joss Whedon writing women again, the gang encounters a traveling circus, including Treble's old nemesis, Giles Wintergreen. He's a traveling beatnik poet who once best treble at the Arzua Arts and Crafts... Fuck. Who once best treble at the Arzua Arts and Crafts Festival Poetry Competition. Red also has an encounter with a coked-up Gerald Birkenstock, who reveals that the Abbey is storing records of all magic users and prisoners in a fancy movie studio in New Bastalone. This will be useful later! <laughs> Our story picks up again on the road to the railroad. Surrounded by fields and farmland, what will happen on this wacky whirlwind road trip? Find out on today's episode of Dial M for Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, just as the prologue predicted, you start out surrounded by fields and farmland. I um, I would you... like to yeah. apologize to Jordan before we start, because apparently the little mute button on my mic is not working, so you're going to have to take out some sounds. I'm so sorry. That's all it's, right. Uh, it'll, it'll sound like an al dente pasta. It audio. will. <laughs> right. Um, didn't we have like rock farmers or something too? Yes, I didn't mention the rock farmers. I think that was the episode before this one. Sorry, but, or it's, before, guys, it's been so long. It, it, it's it's been it's been quite a while, and I probably should have included that anyway because it was memorable. But yes, you did encounter a pair of rock farmers who gave you a very fancy geode in place or in exchange for Herman's massive muscles moving some boulders in their field. So, uh, yes. Yes, that did happen. Cool. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Trying to piece it all together. Mm -hmm. It tr truly is a, it is a jigsaw. Um, so, you are surrounded by fields and farmland, and you're probably about halfway to one of the towns where you could... Uh, locate the railroad or that a railroad runs through and kaiser soze is still with us yes kaiser soze is still with you um but he was recast uh <laughs> well that's good uh, with, with, with christopher, christopher plummer i love when henry and bobby have like an inside joke about pop culture that no one else gets Right? I was like, yeah, we all understand that joke. Yeah, great joke, guys. <laughs> I too It's a Kevin Spacey joke. Henry and Bobby have just like a very specific sort of pop it's culture. It's because we knowledge. love film. It's, it's Not just, movies, it's, film. It's because we consume so much pop culture, I think. I think it, it's our it, brains. It's are true. My audio is still really Agreed. weird. Can we just press the stop button for a second so I can check this out? We don't have sure. to stop the whole recording again. Is that fine? So, so, okay, so three... Yeah, you, anybody... Yeah, two, two, one, stop. All right. So, with that being said, uh, you still have Kaiser Soze, Kaizo Jix with you. That's um, right, Kaizo. Yep. Kaizo, which, uh, honestly, Kaiser Soze may as well work at this point. Um, it would, it he would did, fit he with was the... just He was just looking around everywhere for a name, it's fine. If you're it's in the audience and you also understand the things that Henry says, Kaiser that only Soze Bobby is a very popular. Okay. It's from the usual suspects. It's a very popular. <laughs> Give us a call uh, if you also understand the no. special Henry and Bobby. 
uh, media references. Shout out to us on our Twitter if you know what they're talking about, because clearly Nate, Dan, and I need to explain. No, us, so. it's so in a Family it Guy us. joke. You know, even he goes, "I'm P. Tier Griffin." Ah, oh, shit. I don't, I don't know Family Guy. Get no, him. no, you don't. Just, I'm fine. If you've been affected. <laughs> By any of the issues raised in this damning indictment of the knowledge of film culture, just contact me or or Bobby Henry. directly. Henry and I directly find us on Twitter and be like, "Yes, I agree with you that these don't even find them on Twitter. Just like send them a notarized letter. Yes, to send house. me a notarized letter, and I might read it. Now, so um, anyway, full circle. So we're in the middle of farmland. Um, and you're probably about halfway slash half a day away from the next town where you could start to enact your scheme to sneak aboard the prison train. Which I, unless things have changed in the, I don't know how long it's been since we last recorded. So, uh, do you in the think in the we in the interval. This show between I, recording. Probably probably not. But I don't <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to assume anything. So. Um, so we're about there, and uh, it's about it's it's in it's getting on toward the evening. So I did not intend for us to start with a with a rest, but now, that's kind of where we're at. Henry, so wasn't there something about grave imminent danger last time? Have we avoided that? <laughs> not necessarily. Um, the grave imminent danger from last time was there was a poster, there was a wanted poster with Herman on it tacked to the back door of one of the wagons in the circus caravan. Okay. Um, and I guess actually there was a bit of a warning from Gerald. That's what that, I'm referring to. Yeah. So there was also that little bit of a warning. Um, that at the very least, something is coming your should, way. We should run away right now and maybe not rest. But uh... see, you're you've taken on the role of the Urukai, and <laughs> you're being pursued, perhaps by. See, that's a film reference. I um, get that one because that's Lord okay. of the Rings. <laughs> is it? Okay. Um, anyway, keep derailing myself here. Um, Yes, you did get a war- uh, an admonition from Gerald that you should probably get on the move. So you can either push through the night, in which case there will be random encounters, or you can push through, you, or you can rest through the night with watches, in which case there will be probably less random encounters. So real quick, last time we talked about uh, potentially letting Herman get a clown costume from the caravan. <laughs> yes, yes, and you were successful in that. Okay. Wait, so I turned to the group I and I'm like, that part, hey guys, but... check it out. No one's going to recognize me now. And Herman's dressed head to toe like a clown. Does he have the clown makeup? <laughs> yeah, clown makeup, whole, whole shebang. <laughs> the nose, the shoes, the the wig. Do the um, shoes squeak? Can I roll insight to see if I recognize that it's Herman? You fuck off! Uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, well, what would that be? Can even? we roll insight I guess that'd be to perception. see if Treble is scared of clowns? Um, yes, I will allow both of those things. So if you, so I guess Treble, you would be rolling Perception, and everyone else who wants to, okay. 
determine the veracity of, of I, Treble's I, fear. I got uh, a 12 to can, see. Can, can I roll a dexterity clumps. saving throw to make sure I don't hit myself in the face so hard from face palming? <laughs> I got a 12. You can. So while um, you guys are trying to figure out if Herman is Herman, um, uh, Vincent says, just for the record, I didn't sign off on this. I think we look like an asshole. Thank you! <laughs> Um, hey guys, uh, I don't think we can leave just yet. We don't, we don't have Herman here. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a critical <laughs> <thing> <laughs> on, on my perception. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I heard Dan Rebel. laughing from the other room. Like, that was, that was a good... <laughs> I'm just picturing Herman trying to convince Treble that it's Herman, and Treble's like, nope, I don't believe you. You're full of shit. I don't believe you. You're a fucking clown. I can't believe anything you say. Yeah, does my 12 Clowns let, are known for their for their deceitfulness. Does my 12 let me know anything about uh, Treble's psyche when it comes to clowns? I need to know. Um... <laughs> I'm asking well, Jordan. You're not even part of this anymore. <laughs> You're good because I don't want to. I don't want to come up with a reason for that. Uh, what? Yeah. What does a no, twelve it's, reveal? It, it's less that Treble's afraid of clown. Uh, it's less that Treble's afraid of clowns, and more that he is convinced that somehow a clown has like maybe left the group that his other like bard nemesis was a part of. And has decided to join this group you know, because he realized like a, how like superior Treble was. A seven was. foot <laughs> clown with yeah. all of uh, all the rest of Herman's stuff, just in a. <laughs> Herman, I mean, clowns are pretty popular. There's the town of Clownsylvania. <laughs> I guess it. Henry came I, 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 you it told me I yeah. It's interesting that you remember that because I have a hard time remembering that myself. Um, it's fine. You, we talk. Oh, you're about right. It. You're it's right. Okay. Yeah. I we guess did talk it falls about to me to be the person who explains to Treble that this is Herman slash Vincent because Kitty is catatonic about this and Herman Kitty is, is a clown. Kitty's <laughs> eye won't stop twitching. It, she, uh, an aneurysm so, is in her future. Red is just slowly being like, no, look, it, he's got Herman's stuff. Look, this is makeup. I just like rub some of the makeup off of his face. Look, Treble, it's me. I'll prove it. And Herman just starts doing push-ups as if that proves that it's Herman. That does prove. I, I think that's right. Okay, I'm going to re-roll a perception <laughs> here to see okay. if I can be convinced that this is actually... With advantage, because we're never gonna, form on those We're going to never knock over this train and get to the jail. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Okay, well, okay, I, got a, I, got a, I got a 12, so I believe that it's Herman, but I'm very apprehensive that it's Herman. Okay, like, that is fair. I love that. Uh, I, I will say you're not going to get to the train today, but you will get to it in the following episode. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I, I will make it happen. <laughs> the train, the train derails and just starts running straight towards us. <laughs> He's going to triple X us. He's just going to knock no, us all out. We wake it, up on a train. <laughs> if you know the video game Choo Choo Charles that just came out recently, it's going to be a spider train, and it's just going to come barreling out of the countryside to attack us <laughs> on no rails it'll just be yeah. a free a free floating free free running train yep um so um what do you guys want to do by way of do you want to rest or do you want to keep traveling 
Either one is fine with me. I'm concerned about the wanted signs, so I'd probably be inclined to travel. Herman would be inclined to travel. Same. Same. Okay, that is fine. Um, so what I'm going to have you do is... Uh, we will say Kitty, Herman, and Red. Actually, all four of you, if you're going to travel, all four of you can can roll. Um, we will start with... Actually, we'll start with Herman. Uh, go ahead and roll 2d20. Okay. Got 13 and... So 17. Um, as you're traveling, um, you notice that, so as, as another member, Barry, uh, when you left the city, <coughs> excuse me, when you, when you left the city of Temajar 1, or pardon me, when you left the city of Isva, uh, Kaizo brought with him a horse, that, like a pack horse. And the horse gets spooked because ahead of you on the path, there are three kobolds who are clustered around a tiny little campfire. Mm. And when they notice you, they get spooked and run off into the darkness. Um, leaving behind a leather pouch. Nice. Poor little so, guys. You can elect to take that or leave it. Herman, you specifically. Uh, Herman wants to leave it, but then Victor uh, Vincent takes over and Vincent takes it. Okay. Um, opening it, uh, you will find medical supplies. So there is a healing poultice and there is a potion of healing, which you can now add to your inventory. Nice. Uh, moving on... Um, so, for the sake of moving this forward, we'll say that every time I have you roll, you've traveled about 25 miles. Um, I think that that's... That's like a that's lot of miles. Enough. That's so many of them. It's it's really not if you if you look at the scale of the map, but it is, what, it, it but is it almost is exactly like what's needed person. for you to get to the next spot on this wacky whirlwind road trip. <laughs> okay. Um, Bobby, go ahead and also roll 2d20. Two and 17. Two and 17, so a 19. Uh, Bobby, go ahead and roll Perception. Okay, I'm good at that. Another 17 plus Perception, eight, so 25. Oh, yeah. interesting. I so, pay attention to the world around me. Apparently so. Um, so, with that being said, um, it is a night that has pretty close to a full moon. So the fields around you are illuminated. And off to your right, uh, on top of a little hill, kind of overlooking the road that you're on, you see a goat with four horns, and it has a ghostly white color. And um, even from a distance, because it's about probably 50 to 60 feet from you, you notice that its eyes are glowing slightly. Okay. And it's just staring at you, not doing anything else. Just at me or, or all of us in the group? Like, it just seemed, watching well, us. It, 
It looks more to be watching the group. It's a little hard to tell if it's focusing on anyone from that far away. Um, Can I roll a history check? Do I, if I know anything about ghosts, demons, uh, goats that roam the countryside? Yes, yes, you can. Since I'm from Fantasy, Kansas. Do the rest of us see this? Um, you can roll Perception. I'm Eight, gonna 18 try for history. 18? Mm-hmm. So you know, just from being from Fantasy, Kansas, and by proxy, uh, Fantasy, Nebraska, uh, you know that the white goat is like a historic, almost mythical symbol among people in the region. And more recently, there's been a rumor that you would know because of your connections to the newspaper that the white goat is also sort of like a spectral entity that can be used as a sentry by members of races that have cloven feet. Great. Ah, Treble, it's your your boys. (laughs) Hey, 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 let me racistly profile you with your cloven feet. Listen, he's been talking yes. about Cloven Hoof Coalition for this whole fucking podcast, okay? This is not a profile. <laughs> this is what I know of him as a person. Um, I will just uh, quietly uh, um, tap Trouble on the shoulder, point at the goat, and um, just do the finger on the lips kind of thing because I don't know if making a big ruckus will be good for the goat or not and just be like fair enough what do you think buddy uh what do I know about this goat um generally speaking you would know that the goat generally won't actually say anything unless an action is made towards it. So just kind of letting it sit there, um, it won't really do anything. But if you if it feels threatened, it will make a... Um, what's the word? Not blood-curdling, but it will make a noise that can't be missed. Oh, like um, with a Taylor Swift cover where they put the goat screaming in. I knew you were trouble that. when you walked Ah, in. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a delightful cover. I do love um, that. But yes. When you in. Uh, oh, oh, it was right there. Uh, Go, well uh, done. Well done. I, I gotta give it up for that. That was, that was very good. But it, it would be the equivalent of that. Or like... Maybe it's like a canary in a coal mine if the canary doesn't die. Like, it just le- it lets you... That's uh, a shitty analogy. It, it, yeah, it just makes a noise. It, it, They're very useful as sentries because a lot of the time they blend in with the wheat fields that they tend to be in, or just the fields of grain. So, But at night, they kind of tend to stand out a little bit more when the, when the moon hits... Your eye. Your, like a big your eye. pizza pie. That's best alone. Hey. <laughs> hey. Okay. Um, so do you do you choose to do anything? I guess any of you who rolled perception and can look at it. Do you guys want to do anything with that? Otherwise, it you seems can just like keep this going. is a guard sentry goat, and maybe we don't want to fuck with it because then we'll have to yeah, interact with more people. We move around it. We go around it. As much as I want carefully. to say hello, but right. 
Can I okay. can I just like toss it like a carrot or something as a like peace offering as we leave? Uh, yes, <laughs> but you will need to make a dexterity check. Okay. So that you don't hit it in the face. Sorry. Well, it's more cuz I don't know that you have the the aim to actually get it all the way there. I got so a I guess five. yeah, so you don't hit it. <laughs> you throw it and it goes maybe 10 feet. So you just you undercut it by I'm like just like the goat we'll pick that up later <laughs> yeah it's fine it's good for the environment it's fine it's biodegradable <laughs> it's biodegradable okay um with that being said then we're gonna go to red um you're passing on and at this point it's probably about three or four in the morning so it's fairly dark out Okay. Uh, to the point that you might even, the party might want to consider getting a torch or something. For people who don't have dark scimitar for light. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's 2d20, right? It is 2d20. Or 4d10, I guess, if you want to. What, Herman actually using one of his weapons, but not for a weapon? So he's using his. <laughs> I rolled a in nine. our podcast. Just a nine total. Just a nine total. <laughs> okay. Um, Between two d twenties, I rolled nine. So, um, you pass by what looked to be almost like like a wide spot in the road on the interstate. It looked like. If you've ever traveled, like, I guess anywhere in the West, really, where there's a there's an interstate with just lots of fields or just kind of empty spaces on either side, occasionally you'll run into, like, a gas station and a Sherry's, or a gas station and an IHOP, and yeah, there like won't be anything else. Yeah, like a liminal gas station. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what you just discovered, except that it's the still smoldering remains of what lo- used to be a tavern. I don't like um, that. And there are a couple of bodies outside. Jesus. Nothing, but they also, the the ruins are still smoldering. The bodies look like they've been dead for a few days. Okay, so I can't cast Spare the Dying on them. Thanks, everybody. No. No, you can't. No, you can't. I'm not making... It's almost as if he designed it <laughs> so that you cannot do that. I've, I've looked into it, and every person you encounter, every dead person you encounter from Wait, here on out has been dead. the bodies have been dead for several days, but it's still smoldering remains? Correct. So the fire is more recent than the bodies. The fi- Well, the or it just took a while to come to be put out. Like Cast the spare the dying on the fire. Cast spare the dying on the fire. Why not? Can we look at these bodies and just, like, see what's up, who they are, if they have identifying sort of stuff? Um, sure. Um, so, at least two of them, um, one of them is wearing, like, bartender garb. Like, they've got the the apron mm-hmm. and they have, like, a little pad of paper for taking orders, um... Just a human man. And then you also have a... Uh, looks to be a wood elf woman who's more nicely dressed. Um, both of them... I mean, the flesh has started to decay, but they've pretty clearly got, like, some stab wounds. Okay. Um, both of them. 
and the uh, the human man has a dagger through one of his eye sockets. Okay. Okay, so those are the two bodies. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. There is one more body. Um, there is a, for lack of a better word, probably like a, a younger minotaur, like an adolescent minotaur. Um, that it looks like it was in the process of crawling away from the smoldering ruins, but it didn't quite make it very far. Red but is it has, upset uh, about this. It's got like an, this. both a knife in its back and also a broken shaft of a spear kind of is, sticking out of its belly. Is a baby minotaur a minitar? Mm. Hmm. That cheers me up. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the vibe was saved. <laughs> the vibe was saved. Uh, Red is going to look to um, Treble, who knows about crime, and Kitty, who knows about investigation, and be like, what, uh, should we... Should we look inside? What? What? Ha- ha- what happened? Sometimes in life, red. Some people die, and I don't. I, I think we're kind of on a mission right now, so I don't know <laughs> if we need to like investigate this any further. Yeah, but uh, what if maybe what? there's some police around who can investigate this? But uh, we. We might not have time for okay, that. Okay, but I, I just, like, got a mission from uh, sort of my patron to, like, stop a, a, some kind of murderer. So what if this is clues? Uh, I'm looking did, at did, Kitty. Did, <laughs> like, did, is did, this clues? Did, did, didn't your patron um, say that the murderer was up in... in New Bastalone. Yeah, but I I don't know if he's got wings or what. Maybe he could travel. I I I I I don't know. No. I think I think we're okay yeah. on this one, Red. I think this one is better left to people who can actually do something about it. And he kind of looks around at the rest of the group and is like, "Yeah, somebody who's not us." That sounds like their problem. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what else I would do about that. I'm not a high enough level of paladin to have, like, ceremony or anything to do with these bodies. So I guess I just am sad about them <laughs> and move along. I'm just <laughs> fucking sad. Okay. Um, I will also give you the option if you want to look for loot, you can do that here. I don't think I want to look for loot, but I think Treble probably does. Base is already <laughs> like that's okay. already happening. In a thing. Go ahead and roll investigation. Um, that's gonna be uh, if I can find my character sheet. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. So it's a little grisly, um, but you notice that the human bartender, the normal human bartender... Regular human bartender! (laughs) Regular human bartender has in his hand a leather pouch, which, if you pry it out, uh, contains 30 gold pieces. 
score. Um, putting that in my uh, in my inventory. Okay. There you go. Um, so moving on. Um, I believe that leaves us with you, Treble. It does. So go ahead and roll two d twenty. Eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve. Twenty-three. Um, so at this point, the sun is starting to rise. So you're actually you're walking into you're facing the sun. Unfortunately. Um, so you get this really cool cinematic shot where you go around the bend in a road and the sun is rising and you can't quite see all of the road just because it's so bright. But what you do see is first the form of a young boy, a young Triton boy, uh, running along this road. And following him in a much slower pace is an old man. They Both of them appear to be uh, kind of running away from something and unfortunately that something appears to be a giant centipede um, which is skittering after them Henry you giant know centipede. how I feel about uh -huh. centipedes I, I do know this <laughs> but I will also point to the table as being the author of this particular pain uh, the table dictates everything oh it's right? not it's not table. your fault <laughs> Um, but that also does give you the option to completely um, immolate this cent centipede. So if you want to set it on fire, you know, do spell things to it, that is an option. Otherwise, I the young man, or pardon me, the old man and the young boy are going to continue with, to the running away to the Looney Tunes music. No, I do want to set it on fire. No, okay. no, I love that. No, I do want to set it on fire. <laughs> I only have a few spells, so I will um, try to Eldritch Blast it. Can I okay. do that? Uh, yeah. I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, no. no, no, you can't. You it, can't it, Eldritch Blast it. So, in your this haste so to uh, Eldritch Blast I, it, has never you rolled good in his life. You misfire, and you actually clip uh, the leg of the horse that Kaizo has. Oh, so God. You, it's only, you mildly clip it. You, weren't, you didn't, like, fully charge the blast, so it's just kind of incidental damage. But it does spook the horse, so Kaizo kind of has to run off into the field to kind of calm the horse down. I'm so sorry. I have lay on hands for the horse. <laughs> Wonderful. Um... I do look at it, Treble and I'm like, could you, could you do that correctly for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, I'm going to cast uh, Thunder Wave. Okay. And that's going to be a... Each, oh, wait, no, never, <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna, no, that's going to have area of effect, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, I'm going to do... Actually, I'm going to change it up, and I'm going to do uh, plant growth. Uh, choose a point within range. All normal plants in a 100-foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown. 
a creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot it moves. Yeah, so I'm going to center it on where the centipede is at right now, and in a hundred foot radius, going to make just some thick, overgrown brambles that it has to get through in an effort to... I don't want to necessarily kill the centipede, but I also want to let the other people get further away. Okay. So, with that, um, so that is going to cover kind of part of the road that you're on as well, right? So, you will have to take a slight detour as a group. No, I think it sounds like we're taking a detour to kill a giant centipede anyway, so... I want to well, kill yeah, a I giant that... centipede. I don't like centipedes. Well, it definitely slows down the centipede. I don't think that they're used to... Um, intense brambles in the middle of what are normally very flat fields so um so it certainly slows it down and at one point it actually like puts one of its many legs through like a thorn and you hear this like like this squealing sound um are you is your goal to kill it or just drive it away just drive it away. Just more like give the other people time to run away, and then hopefully the centipede will get frustrated and try and just leave. Uh, okay. So in the act of it trying to leave, the th- it it pushed its leg through the thorn with such force that it leaves, and it actually rips the leg out of its socket. So it, it's leaving behind one of its legs. And with that, and the prospect of losing potentially more of its limbs, it kind of skitters off into the field. Um, and away from from the retreating old man and young boy. Nice work, Dribble. Indeed. Thanks. I I I specialize in centipedes. I don't know why. That was really dumb. <laughs> I, I thought I had something there, and I really got nothing. So, uh, as a podcast, I suggest we just move right along. It's canon now, though. It's canon. canon. It'll it'll come back. I'll make this it come back. Asked him to deal with the centipede because uh, yeah. he specializes in it. He's talked about it lots of times before. It's canon. Yeah, he talks about it almost as much as he talks about the Cloven Hoof Society. Yeah. This is true, yeah. Of course, all, all of this happens off camera, by the way. You know, when we're, when we're all in our green room prior to <laughs> filming these episodes, we we talk about things like this. So, mm-hmm. um, in the green room that we all mutually that own all and operate in in <laughs> in, in a liminal space in a liminal space <laughs> that connects all of our homes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird area somewhere around the Tri Cities and the Columbia River and war torn Poland. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, okay, it's the anyway. Pacific Northwest uh, Bermuda Triangle. Yes, yes. Uh, DB Cooper is there. Yep. The Sasquatch. Yep. Um, yeah, a whole whole mess of people. Um, anyway, with that, uh, so you. At this point, um, the old man that kind of, he started to run by you, but being an older fellow, he's not really, he's not really used to running, so he's pretty out of breath. And uh, the the pair, the, the boy and the old man re- are reunited, and the guy, or the old man thanks you, Trouble. He's like, I was just out for a walk with my grandson, and 
unfortunately, our desire to find mushrooms was thwarted by by that thing. You have my thanks. And he reaches into uh, the pocket of his coat and he hands to you, Treble, a loaf of bread. So it's at this point that I have to ask, you know how in video games there's like the three different responses that you can give like mm-hmm. the nice mean and neutral like, yeah yeah so can i can i elect for the like or when somebody like here here's your reward and you're like can i get more <laughs> um <laughs> do you have it? money <laughs> <laughs> you you can he's, do he's that he's rubbing his hands like uh tim curry in home alone 2 <laughs> where he wants to tip and he gets yes. some gum yeah <laughs> That was also Dan Schneider. Just not that I. Or Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Who's Dan Schneider? Dan Schneider is the creator of iCarly. I also know about films, but they are Home Alone 2. <laughs> Tim Curry is in Home Alone 2. Yes, that's why he I said it. He is in Home Alone 2, but it's Rob Schneider who's the one who did this. God damn it. Yeah, Tim Curry's the manager. Ah, oh, fuck. Yep. Don't test. My Home Alone Two knowledge. Was anyone okay. was anyone I testing am, it? No, no. I am the 2017 in a Portland, Oregon in Home Alone Two trivia uniform. champ, reigning three years because in a row. Because they've never done it since. <laughs> no, because they never did it in the first place. I just did it at my own home. Well, then I'm the reigning champ of a lot of things in my own home. <laughs> Everyone well, yeah, but like, that's kind get, of the point. Getting me off is probably the biggest one, but you know. <laughs> Everybody anyway. knows Jordan knows a lot about two things: Home Alone two and centipedes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's it's canon. Damn right, damn right. Now, and I hesitate to say this, but moving on from Home Alone two, uh, so are you trying to extort the old man yes. for more bread? <laughs> Real classy move. No, I'm just more as like. Do you have any, like, fine cheeses to go with this bread? I was hoping uh, to finish out uh, my charcuterie board and share it here with my friends. But, alas, I am only stuck with Gouda and uh, Cougar Gold cheese. So, I need a third cheese to mm. complete my charcuterie board. What is this podcast? <laughs> you know, I was just thinking that same thing. Like, what Jordan, you made um, this. You made what? this and you keep digging this hole. So. No, no, no. I, I, I speak in jest. That's pretty funny. Um, he does not have cheese, but he does produce a small glass jar full of a preserve of some sort. He gives you magic beans ah. to do a beanstalk. <laughs> I will take this preserves. So, like, upon inspection, is it is it a nice apricot preserve? Or? It appears to be raspberry. Ah, my favorite. Nice. Excellent. Yes. I give him a nod and uh, continue on my way, opening the jar of preserves and just eating it straight out of the jar with my hand. Even <laughs> though you have bread to even just dip it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Indeed. Um... He went from a classy charcuterie board making bard <laughs> to eating preserves out of a jar with his bare hands. Yes. You're operating under the assumption that Treble knows what a charcuterie board actually is. That's true. This is also true. Um, like he's the one that so, brought it up, not us. So, with that, 
the man thanks you, and they're on their way. Uh, going the way that you guys had just come from. So, moving on. Uh, it is now about 11 in the morning. The sun is no longer directly in your eyes. It's a beautiful day. We're exhausted in... because we traveled all night? Yeah, do we You are exhausted. You are exhausted. Should but we rest it is now not... in the daytime? If you want to, sure. What do people think? I mean, we're going to have to rest before we try to hit up a fucking drain anyway. I agree. I mean, that would be good. I'm pretty tired. I've used Are one we... spell. I'm exhausted. I, I, I just don't want to deal with mechanical exhaustion. I know. If we have to fight more things. Have we reached the I, town or anything? Where are we now? Well, you are, not, you have not, not quite anywhere. reached the town yet, no. Okay. And I will also say there is not a combat scheduled for today. Well, so you can't. You... The characters don't know that. Okay. <laughs> you do now. I say we continue on to the town and then make rest there and we can make our plans at the town for uh, what we will do yeah, next. Yeah, we'll make rest over there. Mm-hmm. That's the saying. That is how, yeah, that is a saying. That is what people say. Um, okay. So, uh, you get to the top of a fairly tall hill, and you are able to look down, and there are rolling hills slowly sloping down in front of you, and al along with the road. And in the distance, you do, in fact, see the town. And you even see, like, little glimpses of a railroad, kind of. You don't see it running through the town, but on either side of where the town is, you can see, like, little glints for the track is laid. Uh, but between you and the town, there is what looks to be a battle scene. Uh, there's a, a number of wagons that have been burned, um, and, like, smoldering wreckage of tents. Um, and you're going to have to go through that in order to get to the town. So. So we do that. <laughs> great. Um, I don't like how much sort of smoldering there's been in this episode so far. It makes me nervous. Yeah, it's, not the, it's not the good kind of smoldering. It's like not the Disney kind of Prince. smoldering that yeah, I not, enjoy. Not a not a Flynn Rider from yeah. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I know that one. I've seen that movie. I've seen children's movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you get closer to the wreckage, there is something off-putting about the wreckage. And in order to find out why it's off-putting, I'm going to ask that uh, you roll investigation. Uh -huh. I rolled a nineteen. That's a twenty. I rolled a nineteen, but I have a plus nine, so twenty-eight. Oh God! I'm an investigative well, journalist. Obviously, <laughs> you don't need. So I see everything. What I rolled. It's not important. <laughs> okay, so it's not important. It's an Me eight. Okay. <laughs> That's nothing. Dan got. Okay. Ooh, fire. Mmm, <laughs> smolder. Okay, so. Uh, so Bobby and Treble, Kitty, um, Kitty, 
I mean, Bobby herself. I don't know why I did it that way. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Kitty in trouble and Bobby and Ricky Bobby and Henry will all investigate. Ah, fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, Kitty in trouble. So uh, the one thing that you notice, Kitty, is that the, the, the chaos, the carnage that you're seeing is a little bit too immaculately designed. Like, it's almost as if the the carnage you're seeing has been set up deliberately by someone else. Interesting. Um, there are, like, perfect wagon tracks laid out. There are, um, like, the debris is spread out almost as if it were, like, being laid out to, to fill out a photograph. Hmm. Um... And Treble, you notice, um, there's a, well, among the various, like, things littering the ground, there are what, and I guess both of you would actually notice this, there are what look to be, like, pieces of jewelry and just basic dry goods that are kind of laid out all over the ground. Um, and if you were to examine one of those, you notice that stamped on the back is a little a few words that say acme prop co <laughs> okay great speaking of children's cartoons fantastic um it's at this point like, oh go ahead it's a movie set no go ahead it's at this point that you hear cut 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 <laughs> and you hear you can't see where the voice is coming from. You have a general idea from the sound, but you hear, Will the interlopers please move away from the scene of the carnage? We don't need extras in this frame where the roguish minotaur confesses her love for the vampire cowboy sheik. Uh, uh, I had no PAs or any security set up. This is not our fault. Uh, Travel's gonna say, uh, I got this one, kitty. So, uh, we were actually sent over here by the producers of the movie, and they said that we are in this scene, and that we're actually supposed to be the ones who, like, interrupt this love triangle sort of thing, and I, I, I don't know, we're just doing what we were told, uh... Maybe you have a little bit more insight as to what we can do here, but uh, we were told to come in and kind of rescue this scene, because God knows that they can't do it, and I look over at the other two actors. Um, the other two actors give you a look that could curdle milk. Um, <laughs> they are not pleased by that at all. But, rounding the wreckage of one of the burned-out wagons is... A contingent of four halflings who are carrying a director's chair, <laughs> and on that director's I chair, you were gonna say four halflings wearing a trench coat. I was like, no, oh my god, no, that was a that was a canceled idea from season two of Dial M for Magic. Um, ah, yes, which hopefully we'll never see the light of day. But that's beside the point. Uh, they uh, are carrying this director's chair, and in that director's chair is a gnome with a, well, a dwarf, I should say, with a passing resemblance to a dwarf that you've met previously. 
And this oh, dwarf uh, has like a purple velvet robe on. <laughs> And oh. giant, <laughs> giant black sunglasses. I was gonna say, him. yeah, the other filmmaker that we've met. <laughs> and the the dwarf has like a massive Cuban cigar, or not Cuban, but that sort of cigar. That so. kind of feel. Uh, that kind of feel to it. And well, unless you've spoken to my brother, the other producer on this film, I don't recall us changing up the script at this later date. Uh, actually, I think we, I think it was your brother who sent us, uh, he lives up in New Bastalone, right? Uh, uh, I don't no, know. no, that's my degenerate brother. Have you spoken to Clambake Jones? <laughs> I, oh, no, we spoke to Hush Puppy Jones. Oh, you talked to the family okay. degenerate, did you? No, I'm a serious filmmaker, trust me. This is a Jambalaya Jones picture, and I won't have my... We make serious films, too. It's just stop, more of, like... Stop, stop. We have to all take a minute to enjoy the names. <laughs> we all need to take a minute to enjoy that Hush Puppy has a brother named Jambalaya. <laughs> yeah, Jambalaya Jones is pretty Jambalaya Jones is incredible. Also... How is it that Clambake Jones isn't the I know. <laughs> how, is, how is he how the is normal Clambake one? Not the degenerate. Oh my god. Because Clambake is the brains of the operation, not the face. <laughs> He's good with the numbers. He's not good with the cameras. Besides, I'm Jambalaya Jones. I'm an artiste. I love it. I've won a Grover Award for my film South by West North. <laughs> oh no! Oh, South by West. <laughs> uh, is this going to be related to the murderer that I need to kill? <laughs> Probably. I don't love that. That'll, that'll be where you discover the fourth brother. I don't I, want I don't know. to <laughs> kill any of the Joneses. I love them too much. <laughs> It's it's like the brothers from uh, Arrested Development, like the teacher and the actor, oh. and they all played the... Oh, oh. Andy... Um, Andy Richter. Andy Richter, yeah. Oh, that must have been Rocky Richter. <laughs> the fun-loving action star, yeah. Come on, besides, I've got to finish this picture. We've got a film shoot in Bastalone in six days, and I'll be damned if... If the thin man always gets the cheese, doesn't get finished before production's wrap. <laughs> okay. The thin man always that's gets you, the that's... cheese? Is that, is that what you say? Yeah, that's what I said. Trust me, I'm a filmmaker. That's good. We'll just be right Now kindly here. <laughs> get out of my scene. I've got 16 more scenes to shoot today. Red is backing oh my far God. away from this. 16 scenes in a day? Yeah, they're going to be bad. That's horrible. Most most film shoots are like two shots or two scenes a day that are like one one take each scene, Bobby. Ah, see, but but here's the thing. And if you want to roll history, I can explain this more because you might you might actually any of you might have done might know this just because of being in Western. Okay, so. There's sort of a Jones film family, right? There's the degenerate Hush Puppy Jones, who, who really, he makes the most money. 
out of any of them. But Jambalaya Jones is really more of a B-movie director. So he, like, churns out movies pretty much constantly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if it wasn't apparent from the four halflings carrying his director's chair. um, So he's not known for his for his good working conditions. But he is known for producing a film that at some points could even be called watchable and doing it on time and on budget. So unfortunately, he has a kind of inflated opinion of of what his of what his movies are in an artistic sense. But you in the course of living in New Bastalone, you would have seen movie theaters playing some of his works. Um, works that you might have seen include the neo-noir thriller Existential Cowboy, uh, The Treasure of the Sunborn Step, Wagon Train of Pain, <laughs> The Road to Arzua, um, and of course the award-winning film South by West North. Um, a touching drama about a directionally challenged pigeon. <laughs> He, he's a he's a he's an artiste who likes to to dip his fingers into lots of different genres. Um, but except the one genre where people are dipping fingers. Except for that genre, of course. Um, that's more his that's more his brother's domain. Oh. So uh, you're in the middle of this film set, and the roguish Minotaur has just confessed her love for the vampire cowboy Sheik. Um. Do you just want to continue through? You want to watch the filming take place? No, we don't What's have the... time for the? We need to find some place to rest, and apparently, it's not this town. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll head to the head to the town. Okay. Plus, I don't want any spoilers. I want to be able to see it in theaters with like the, the surrounding. Yeah, Red definitely mm. enjoys this guy's movies for sure. As- Everything is. Don't worry. You think you when you see a scene filmed, you think that oh, that's how it'll be in the movie. But it all gets changed in post production. I wouldn't worry about it. Indeed. Um, So with that, uh, you make your way to the town, and the town is like your atypical Western movie town. Um, there's a saloon, there are a couple of hotels, uh, there's a general store, there's, it's not really a sheriff's office because there's not, there's not really law enforcement presence here. Um, it's more like community policing, but there's like a little, like a drunk tank essentially where people can go to cool off and, uh, there's also a restaurant and you would be able to find affordable lodging at either of the hotels with no issue um there is also a train station um and interesting interestingly enough the train station is like the nicest thing in that town everything else is like the buildings look fairly old like 40 to 50 years old the train station is like built within the last couple years and is really nice um, so you can see the effects of late-stage capitalism yeah. um, interposed on this charming vista of a mid-century western town. And you can choose to stay at the 
the Skittering Critter, which is a hotel, or the Painted Sunset. I think we should stay at the skittering, skittering, uh, blah, 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 skittering, crit, skittering <laughs> critter. That yeah, episode. that's hard. Skittering yeah. critter. This, that one. Uh, I think we should try and stay at the more seedy places to maybe keep a low profile. Uh, Herman, probably ble- best that you keep your, by the way, impeccable clown costume on. By Thank the, you. Thank you. You, you fooled me. Fooled me once, shame on you. Fooled me twice, shame on me, kind of thing. But uh, that's that's quite good. Thank you. Yeah, it's re- real good makeup. Nice job. I'll be honest, it feels right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Herman's found oh, his no. new calling as oh, a God. clown. <laughs> we have a clown on the podcast. You know, I know I have a cousin who goes to the clown college, Herman. I might be able to get you hooked up with... Uh, with some good people, if you're if you're really interested, that would be amazing. <laughs> so we start uh, heading towards the skittering critter and to get a room or rooms. Okay. Um, the innkeeper inside, uh, a rather uh, elderly lizard folk, um, patterned in the style of like a desert uh, desert lizard, desert iguana uh, kind of a turquoise turquoise and green hue and being that you're in kind of the desert area and the plains are starting to fall away uh, also has a wide brimmed cowboy hat and uh, on seeing you all come in uh, he greets each of you he does give um as much as like a chameleon can give someone the side eye he gives that to uh the large clown um that is exactly what i had in mind that is a little eerie uh that from that film Uh, everyone's favorite everyone's favorite western lizard story it's very weird but fun for the audience Bobby's been posting gifts in our Discord the whole session. And I found a. Uh, we also have one of Jackie Daytona, normal human bartender. Regular from human bartender. From when we found the human bartender who was charred to death. Who is a regular human bartender? <laughs> yeah, very impeccable yes. gifts. It's, it's the toothpick that really makes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's from Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> The most devious bastard in New <laughs> York, York City. City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. um, now, interesting thing about the skittering critter. So, oh, actually, before I'm getting ahead of myself, um, for the for the low low cost of five silver pieces for each of you, you can stay in there for a week if you oh, want, Jesus. up to a week. Um, nice. Yeah. So, if provided that you're willing to pay that, which you should have more than enough gold. Yeah, or silver th- to do. I was like, that's um, two gold for the for a week for all of us. Right. It's very, very affordable. Um, so I'm just going to hand wave that and say that you're able to get... However, how many rooms do you want? You want like a single with a bunch of bunk beds? Well, you want, I'm sure uh, Kaiser oh, Sose is probably going to want his own room. 
uh, he does indeed, and he also pays a little extra so that he can get spa- uh, stable space for his horse. Mm. So Herman's going to pay extra to get a room with two beds so he can push them together to make one big bed. <laughs> one big okay. bed. Now, interesting thing about the skittering critter. Uh, given that there is a close proximity to an active film set, uh, a number of the other inhabitants of the hotel are also in costume. So, um, Herman, so you like have the you disconcerting experience. It's like when you go to a con and you're at the hotel and everyone's in cosplay. <laughs> There's a connection. In a way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, Herman, you have the disconcerting experience of seeing a number of other clowns. Oh. Okay, Herman wants to go say hi to the other clowns. <laughs> Hi, hi, fellow clowns. Okay. How, how do you do, fellow clowns? That's exactly what he says. Except for he sees the cowboy, so he feels like he has to put a cowboy twist on it. So he says, howdy, fellow clowns. <laughs> and they respond in character to you, uh, also with a western twang. So you're greeted with a, well, how do you do, my fellow comedic thespian? doing good just been traveling a lot you know on the road doing shows how we do us clowns um i'm a little new to the clown scene though do you have any pointers for like how to really break out in the clown the clown industry well well you know normally normally in the in in showbiz it's all about who you know but for clowns you really thrive on nobody knowing you because once they know you they never want to know you again so you really gotta keep a mobile lifestyle. Got it. Like the best sort of, way to get yeah. known is to be unknown. Yeah, I mean. Yes. So it's it's sort of paradoxical, right? But once you once you really break into like mid tier clowning, and then you start to get to the big bucks. And okay. Okay. Occasionally you'll get your own room and. You might even get a meal now and again, and if you're really good, you break into upper-tier clowning, like rodeo clowning. And uh, rodeo clowning is its own, its own thing. Um, and uh, I'm going to be honest, I've been on this production so long, I kind of forgot what I did before it. It's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's a Jambalaya Jones production, and, uh, you know, he's, he's an efficient filmmaker, so I've shot maybe 16 movies since it, in this damn town set, and, uh, God, what happened to me? <laughs> I used to do something. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, yeah, it's not about who you know, it's about, uh, well, it's about your ability to really blend into the character, so if you're a clown with a shtick, uh, you know, you've got some sort of gimmick, like a, like some squeaky shoe comedy, or, a, you know, you, your face really does well getting hit with, with pies and bats and uh, other clowns, then, um, you know, that might be your ticket to, to bigger and brighter things. Got it, got it. <clears throat> yeah, I think I can do that. Thanks, thanks for the tip. And I turn around, and Herman immediately starts looking for a literal stick and uh, trying to figure out how to make his shoes squeak. <laughs> stick, he heard stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
can we please end the episode? <laughs> yes, yes, we, yes, <laughs> so, we can. That is so good. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can end it there. I didn't have much. I didn't have much. We more had to end on clown things. I think that's just appropriate for this episode. Because <laughs> we're all a bunch of fucking is, clowns. It's true. Um, I rolled like a clown today, for sure. I I really like clown things as a name for this episode. Clown uh, things. But if anybody has anything, <laughs> clown things. Just some yeah. just some clown things. Just clown things. <laughs> clown things clowning around. Something clown. Yeah. Clown town. <laughs> clown town. That's good. Clown town because that's what we are always twenty four seven. Our group this is, is true. called the Clowns now. Clown Town 24-7. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I need to yeah. get rocking and rolling. Yeah, here. Okay. But, uh, all right. In three, two, one.